0: The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time, where we always have fresh and exciting new revelations for you each and every week. And let me tell you, things are so exciting. As many of you know, we just finished celebrating Passover last week, as well as celebrating Resurrection Sunday, last Sunday, where we got to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, from the grave. And that is always so exciting as a reminder of the victory that Jesus had and the victory that he gave us when he redeemed us from sin and from death. And that really is so foundational to our beliefs as Christians. And so we are very excited here at Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International to continue living in the victory and in the authority that Jesus Christ gave us. And so we're going to talk a little bit about now how we as believers, we're supposed to be living with authority. We are supposed to be living as the head and not the tail because we know that when Jesus spoke everywhere that he went, people were amazed because they said, who is this man that speaks with such authority, right? He speaks and even the demons obey him. And you see, as followers of Jesus Christ, we're supposed to follow in that example. We're supposed to follow in his footsteps, which means that we should be able to speak and live under the same authority that Jesus Christ did. That's why Jesus told us, you are can do even greater things. In John 14, starting at verse 12, Jesus says to his disciples, he says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son." You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So we have to take on that mindset that not only can we do the same that Jesus did, but he expects us to do even greater than he did. Now, that's truly a revelation that sometimes can be hard to deal with in our own flesh, in our own mind. God, how am I supposed to do even greater than Jesus, right? Because Jesus was perfect. But because of his sacrifice, our imperfections are washed away by the blood of Jesus, which means that we can act in his authority, that we can act and utilize his name. So we should be healing the sick. We should be speaking to the devils and the demons, and they should shudder and tremble when they hear us utter the word of God towards them, okay? We should not be living in fear. We should not be living downtrodden by the ways of the world. We should be living in the authority and the victory that Christ Jesus gave for us. He took all that suffering on the cross. He took all the pain, all the sickness, all the curses upon him so that we don't have to live in it. We just have to take on the authority that he's given us. If we turn to Mark chapter one, starting with verse 21, it says, they, this is Jesus and his disciples, went to Capernaum. When the Sabbath came, Jesus went to the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. See, now this is important because the teachers of the law, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they knew the scriptures They've been studying the scriptures all their life, but understand just knowing the Bible is not enough. Okay. We have to have the inspiration and the revelation of the Holy spirit. That's why when Jesus spoke, the people were amazed when the Pharisees and the teachers of the law spoke, the people just took it as any other thing. It was like they were just reading a book, right? It's like listening to a scholar talk about what he's been studying. It might be interesting But there's no power and there's no authority behind it. So the people were amazed because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. Just as he said this, the impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this, a new teaching and with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly all over the region of Galilee. So for the people of this time, this was a brand new revelation this is new manna from heaven fresh straight from the throne room of god and those are the kinds of teachings that are going to move people to receive god it's not going to be stale old manna old teachings the same teachings that we've heard each and every day right week after week year after year we've been hearing the same exact teachings but there's no freshness to it okay when god assigns us to a task, we have to get the revelation of the Holy Spirit, and we have to speak with authority. Now, all these people, right, they were amazed because he spoke with authority, but where did Jesus' authority come from? Because his authority was questioned, okay? Because Jesus spoke with authority, he taught with authority as if he was the expert, above all experts, in the things that he was teaching, right? But he was questioned over this authority. Where did it come from? Who are we to trust you? It says in Matthew chapter 21, verse 23, Jesus entered the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? They asked, and who gave you this authority? Because understand, Jesus didn't go to the same schools. He didn't have the same credentials that all these teachers of the law had, right? At the same time, Jesus knew in his heart that he had the authority to teach these things. So Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism. Where did it come from? Was it from heaven or of human origin? So they discussed it among themselves and said, if we say from heaven, he will ask them, why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. So they were playing dumb, right? Because they didn't want to anger the crowds. They knew in their hearts, right? What the answer was. If they answered it was not from God, the people would be angry because they revered Jesus. And Jesus had been healing the sick and casting out demons, right? If they said it was from man... They were afraid of the people because they revered John and thought that he was a prophet. But if they said it was from God, then Jesus would answer them, then why didn't you believe him? So they were too afraid to respond, so they played dumb and said, well, well, I, I don't know. There's no way to know, right? So Jesus said, Then neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. So he successfully trapped them in their own words, and he revealed to them and everyone else their own hypocrisy. But Jesus does explicitly reveal where his authority comes from. And this is where we also get our authority. In John chapter 12, starting with verse 42, Yet at the same time, many among the believers believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved human praise more than the praise of God. And I just want to go on a side note because that is not a place you want to be in. That is a horrible place to be in where you would rather receive human praise than follow God and than to acknowledge God's move, okay? And that's why these leaders, these people, had grown so comfortable, right, in their positions of authority, in the places where they were respected in their communities, right? And they would rather hold on to that with everything that they had than acknowledge the move of God. And even in the body of Christ, that's why there has been shaking up amongst the spiritual leaders, in churches all across the U.S. and across the world because there are many believers that would rather receive human praise than the praise of God. And when that happens, God is going to take the authority away from those that would rather seek human affections and praise and give it to those who are going to use that position to further the kingdom of God. As we know, Jesus said to the Pharisees, He said, God is going to take the kingdom from you and give it to those who will produce its fruit. And that's happening right now in this nation. We are actually living in that prophetic word where God is taking away authority and position and status from some spiritual leaders that have not been producing the fruits that God wants them to produce. And he's going to give it to those who are going to produce its fruit. So I encourage you. Seek after the praise of God above all else. Do not find yourself in that position where you're more afraid of men and what men think and what men are going to do than what God wants. So that was a that was a little a segue, but I digress. Um, so they loved human praise more than praise from God. Verse 44, then Jesus cried out, whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. All right, so he's alluding to something here. The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. So Jesus, right, is not just representative of himself. He is representing somebody else who sent him, and he is speaking on his behalf. Okay, and this is where Jesus's authority is coming from. Verse 47, if anyone hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge that person. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I have spoken will condemn them at the last day. Verse 49. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all I have spoken. I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father Has told me to say. So, who is the one who sent Jesus? Who is the one that Jesus is representing? It's the Father God, right? And that's where his authority comes from. And in the same way as we are followers of Christ Jesus, our authority comes from the Holy God sending us out giving us the words to say, giving us the things to do, and us following them to completion. That's where our authority comes from. And you can see that Jesus even sent, in Luke chapter 10, he sent out 72 of his followers, and he gave them specific instructions, right? He sent them out, and when they obeyed the instructions, suddenly he. Miraculous things started to happen. It says in verse 17, Luke 10:17, the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. See, through Jesus Christ, we receive our authority, right? But that's what we have to understand is that if our obedience isn't in check, right? If we aren't going to God to get our marching orders and obeying them to completion, then we're not going to have the authority that we're supposed to have, so, in this, understand that we, as followers of Christ, we are now being sent out on Christ's behalf, speaking his word, healing the sick, discipling others on Christ's behalf. Okay? And in the same way, remember that we are now adopted into the family of God. It says that Jesus Christ is the firstborn among many brethren. We are. Christ's brethren. So we, in the same way, are sons of God. That's why the scripture tells us, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So those who are led by God's Spirit are sons of God. And that's where we get the name of our ministry Sons of God Ministries international. It doesn't have anything to do with gender. It has everything to do with the authority of sonship that we have received in Christ Jesus. That's why, even as Pastor Chris is here every week teaching and discipling you guys over the radio, she, in the same way, is a son of God, just as I am a son of God. For we are all led by the Spirit of God, and that's where our authority as sons of God comes from. So we are being sent out In fact, we are ambassadors for the kingdom of God, okay? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, I want us to think about that word ambassadors, okay? Now, Merriam-Webster says that the definition of an ambassador is an authorized representative or messenger. It also means an official envoy, especially a diplomatic agent of the highest rank accredited to a foreign government or sovereign as the resident representative of his or her own government or sovereign or appointed For a special and often temporary diplomatic assignment. So understand the kingdom of God is sending us out into the world, into every nation, into every industry as an official representative of the kingdom of God. Now think about ambassadors, all right? When the president sends out an ambassador to another country, That person is the official representative of the United States of America, right? When they speak, they speak on behalf of the United States of America. In the same way, when we are sent out to any nation, to any industry, wherever we are sent, we are supposed to be official representatives of the kingdom of God. That's why the scripture says that we are ambassadors For Christ Jesus. We carry that same authority because our citizenship is no longer here on earth. It's in heaven. Okay? So in Philippians chapter three, starting in verse 17, it says, join together and following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For, as I have often told you before and now tell you even with tears, many live as enemies to the cross of Christ. Their mind is of earthly things, but our citizenship, first and foremost, is in heaven. What does that mean? Okay, When you are born in another country, your first language is from that country, right? If somebody from France or from China comes to America... Their mind is still going to be thinking French or Chinese, and they have to translate to English. In the same way, our citizenship, first and foremost, is in heaven. What does that mean? It means that our thoughts, first and foremost, should be heavenly thoughts. We should be speaking the language of heaven, first and foremost, because that is where our citizenship should lie. That is where our culture should lie, first and foremost. It's in Christ culture, above all else. Do you understand that? So if you find yourself where you are catching, you have to catch yourself, okay? When you start thinking in the world system, you have lost your first language because your first language is heaven. We have to speak heavenly things before worldly things. That has to be the first thing to enter our mind, the word of God. But I want to continue now with this idea of ambassadors, okay? Because ambassadors, right, they are official envoys set out on behalf of a nation, right? So when God gives marching orders, so when the president sends out an ambassador to France, to China, to Russia, they are given specific orders, right? And I want you to think because if one of us was assigned as an ambassador of the United States to another country, we would take that position very seriously. If we were given commands to hold a special event with certain leaders, to hold it in a certain place, we would follow those instructions to the letter. It's the president that is giving us those instructions, is it not? So why then, when God gives us a specific instruction, so many believers do not follow it to fruition? Is not the God of the universe... More important than the president of the United States. You see, when an ambassador does a bad job, when an ambassador does not listen to orders, what happens? They are recalled. They are called back from whatever nation they were assigned to. Okay. now for us, some of us are sent to actual nations. Some of us are being sent to China, to Africa. But in the same way, many of us are being sent to nations that are industries, spiritual nations. Some of us are being sent to the entertainment industry. Some of us are being sent to the political sector. Some of us are being sent to the education sector. And if God sends us there, we are obligated to follow the orders God has given us. We are obligated to do things according to his ways of doing things. Because God has new ideas and new concepts for all of us. But if we do not follow the orders that he has given us, the instructions that he has given us, then we will be recalled. We will be taken out of those nations, called back to our home place until we can be trusted with instructions that God will give us. And that's why we've seen such a shaking happen among spiritual leaders in the body of Christ because many spiritual leaders are being called back Because they could not be trusted with the task given to them. So whatever task God has given you, obey those instructions to completion. It doesn't matter how complicated or how simple that instruction is. Because if we can be trusted with those simple instructions, then God can trust us with even more. The transfer of wealth, influence, affluence is upon us now. And if we can be trusted in little, God will trust us with even more. Okay, and the last thought that I want to leave you with is that as ambassadors, every nation has an embassy. The American embassy in other nations, non-Americans cannot enter American embassies. And if there is an attack inside of an American embassy, that is considered a declaration of war against the United States of America because an embassy is considered American soil. That plot of land. Now understand, the territory that God has given you, if you have been attacked inside your own territory, you have to be indignant. Because that is the enemy attacking you on your own turf. On the turf that belongs to the kingdom of God. That is not just any attack. That is a declaration of war against the kingdom of God. So you, if you have been attacked, you have to... Take authority over that situation and tear down those attacks and tear down those obstacles. We are expected to live under the authority that Christ Jesus has given us. So do not allow Satan or anybody else to tear down God's ways of doing things in your own territory. We are expected to hold our ground. We are expected to. To be the head and not the tail. So, if that has happened to you, you need to speak the word of God over that situation. You need to say, I am the head and not the tail. You need to say that no weapon formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' name, and you will see God begin to work on your behalf. So, I'm running out of time for today, but I want you to understand we are expected. To speak with authority, because we are saying the words that God has told us to say, and we are doing the things that God has told us to do, just as Jesus Christ said, for I do not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say what I have spoken. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. So we need to stop acting according to our own will and start speaking the words and doing the things that God told us, and you're going to see Things Turn around in your life. Amen. So I thank you, Lord, that every one of the listeners that are listening to this broadcast right now will begin to see with spiritual eyes, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, I speak forth boldness and confidence over each and every one of these listeners, God, that they will obey your commands. They will speak your words just as you have said to speak them, God. And I thank you, God, that we as the sons of God will continue to take ground for your kingdom, and we will see your kingdom established here on earth and forever and ever in Jesus' name. Amen. So I thank you so much for tuning in. If you have enjoyed this broadcast or if this broadcast continues to bless you each and every week, then I encourage you to support us in this broadcast. You can go to our website, Sogmi.org. Again, that is Sogmi.org. And click the donate button. You can give a one-time gift or uh, commit to a monthly gift. Every little bit helps, and it helps us as we continue to expand this radio broadcast. God is continuing to raise the standard for us. And as always, you can listen to previous episodes of this broadcast on our website. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Podcasts. So get caught up. Continue to allow these words to stir in your spirit as we continue to reach a higher and higher calling that Christ Jesus has for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891.